fall into that category that there's going to, even though we would probably be considered conservative, uh, there's going to be times where Jerry and I would differ in what and how we feel about a particular subject matter. Sure. I mean, I, I, I think in a lot of cases, we, we've got a lot of the same beliefs, but I mean, everybody's an individual. Everybody's grown exactly. up with, you know, right. a different life, a different lifestyle. I, mean, I think in a lot of ways we find, and I can tell you a little bit about myself. I, I grew up in Northern Illinois, um, but we're still kind of both, you know, Midwestern kids. Uh, you know, it, we it just kind of grew up in this area. So, I mean, even our uh, liberal ideas, I mean, I, I mean, I can tell you, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a meat eater. I'm a gun owner. I'm not, a, you know, not necessarily a tree hugger. Um, I've got, uh, you know, it, it, plenty of ideals that, that Matt probably doesn't even, you know, adhere to, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, we, we fall in line politically quite a bit. Most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah. But not entirely. I mean, I don't think, I don't think a lot of people do. And I, and I think that's kind of one thing that we wanted to get across is that. Right. We, it's become <laughs> such a one side or the other side. And there are so many shades of gray in this stuff. This and is we, not we stop a, looking at those. This is not a cheap pun in any way, but the the, the thought that comes to mind is uh, no two snowflakes are alike, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and but, but I think that applies well, no, to all of us. Right. That applies. Uh, right. That applies right. to or all of us. That, right. Snowflakes. That, that's an analogy. <laughs> that is an, that is an analogy that is meant for all. Um, right. Now I, no, I I took it as such. <laughs> well, and I think really talking about politics and, and, and things like beliefs, and, and it, I think that there's a big problem, and I think we both agree that there's a big problem in this country that, you know, we've, with the two-party system, everything the way we have it set up has become so homogenized that it's like, well, the right, you know, is just is just barreling down this line, and the left is just barreling down this line. And, uh, you know, I, I, I told people that I know who are friends of mine through on the right to say, you know, I'm, I'm a a meat-eating, gun-toting Democrat. And uh, they're like, well, that's pretty rare. And I'm like, well, you know, in Missouri, you'd be surprised. Right. There's a lot of them. You know. Uh, yeah, so, we used to call those blue dog Democrats at one point in time. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I think I think that's a good uh, moniker. Are you even allowed I mean, in the party anymore? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. They keep taking my vote. Yeah. And, I, you know, yeah, I vote. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but they're yeah. right on the top saying, let's take your guns away from you. It's now cows and now cows. We're taking cows away. I'm just confused. I mean, yeah, no, I, I, (laughs) I totally agree with what you're saying, John. You're right. I mean, I don't even identify, I don't identify with the Republican party um, at all. I'm, I, and I am a meat eating gun toting conservative. Right. Right. Uh, But my, my philosophy on it is I don't lay awake at night trying to think about how I can make other people live their life. That's the difference. Right. And I think that's that's where I that's my take on it. I feel like that's the Democratic Party or the left that's taken over the Democratic Party, in my opinion. It's their lot in life to wake up and tell people how to live their lives. And I am a, you know, uh, live free or die, whatever you want to call it. Right. And right. Don't tread on me kind of conservative. I don't I, everybody can do their own thing. Right gay marriage, whatever, you know, all that stuff, all that stuff that they're demagoguing everything on. Oh, the le- the right is this, this, and this. And, and I'm like, really, who, who dialed my phone up and called me and said, Hey, what's your feelings on, on this? <laughs> now right, I finally right. think we get a chance to talk about that. 
Yeah, and I think that's and I think that's fair, and, and I think the demagoguery is, is is a big problem on on both sides of the aisle. But I mean, if there's also things that it's uh, you know when we talk about social freedoms uh, and things like that, you know, there's also examples that you see. And I'm not saying you personally or anything, but I'm just saying on the right where there's things that are uh, uh, trying to put into legislation that also control people's freedoms. When you talk about like uh, pro-life movements or you talk about prayer in schools or, you know, well, they need to allow this, they need to allow that. It's like, well, you know, if my kid was Jewish and in a school, I, you know, I I don't necessarily, or, you know, even if my kid was Muslim, I don't know necessarily that, you know, that should be the only, you know, that that should be the only prayer group. But uh, yeah, I mean, personal liberties, I think are important for all of us. And I, I think that's a big problem too, that those hot button issues, they go up before legislation and you know what? They sell, they, they make for good elections. They make for good campaigns. Yeah, they yeah, make for yeah. good debates. Yeah. Well, it's identity um, politics, right? Right. It's, it's, it's putting but, people you know, into small groups so you can control them better. But mm-hmm. I, and I think, but you just touched on a couple of things that are, you know, some of those big selling points that they make that aren't actually there, right? It's like boogeyman that they sell. Yeah. Which strong men are you know, they, they, you stand we, up a straw we, man and and, and right. beat them to death. Well, all the uh, big big surprise here. Okay, Democrats, liberals, whatever, took prayer out of schools. Guess what? Prayer is still in schools. Yeah. Nobody's taking it away from schools. Nobody's standing in the front of the school with a pitchfork saying, you have to stop doing this. It still happens every day in our schools. Sure. It's just saying, we're not making kids pray that don't feel like that that's for them. Yeah, and I think that I absolutely agree, Matt. I don't think, I think that message got distorted. Right. Because you can't stop a kid from praying. Right. Every day right. there's a test. There's kids praying. Right. Right. So. Well, and, right. right. And I mean, well, we talk about controlling people organized too, prayer is a little different, though. Right. Being you stand oh, up. Yeah. So, you know, you're at a general assembly and you force everybody to OK, bow your heads. Moment of silence, whatever it is. You know, mm-hmm. a, a pastor comes out and leads a prayer and it's Christian versus Islamic or Jewish or whatever. You know, I. I is it the rule of thumb that that you are only you, you can't make a rule in the school that that you can only pray this particular religion or this particular denomination or whatever? Uh, all is well. I think the all, yeah. Well, I think the main point it, was it, that that we just didn't want to singular you know single single out Christianity right and say. Say no, you can't force everybody just to be a Christian, and I hundred percent agree with that. That's not what this country is founded on, right? If freedom of right, religion, that, not freedom from religion, but freedom of religion. Right, but because but the narrative has become we're trying to take Christianity away from all the kids via our schools. Why that's kind of the narrative. Why would you do that? Right, the, well, why would you do that? The problem because well, that's that's the least common denominator because people only react to those very reactionary things, right? Just like when it's the same thing on the on the left that says Republicans want to starve children and take social security away from old people, right? Hey, I've got an elderly parent and I've got children and I don't want to starve either one of them. I right? think we, so it's just again that extreme demagoguery to get everybody's attention. And it's used on both sides. And it's used on both sides. Absolutely. It's absolutely used on both sides, and it's a weapon, and it's and it's what's led us down this path where we are so bipolar now, so divided, and you, we can't have a difference in agreement without being called a racist or without being called a leftist, tree hugging, you know, whatever socialist, right? There's no common ground anymore. Right. 
And I think, and going back to schools a little bit, I, I think another element of that is, is not just freedom for all, but it's also the, that there's just constitutionally kind of been this argument that, you know what, there's a place and a platform, and, and this, often le- this often gets misconstrued on the left, that there's a place or a platform for religion, and in schools, when it's funded by tax dollars, et cetera, like that, like, it just isn't the time. Uh, you know, that, uh, people can, you know, need to, you know, and not necessarily keep that to yourself, but it's just like, okay, we, we've only got so many hours in the day to get our curriculum across. We've only got so many hours that, you know, and like personal opinion and belief. And, and I think religion should be a part of understanding culture should be a part of understanding everybody's lives. But, uh, you know, things like prayer, they, they definitely serve a purpose, but in education, uh, you know, a lot of people are just saying, you know, not necessarily keeping prayer out of schools, but saying, you know, we don't know if we necessarily want to pay teachers to do that. You know, they, they've got a job to do. And uh, uh, well, know. teachers are doing way more than than education these days anyway. I'm sure they are. Uh, it's 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 way out of control as to what teachers are having to do outside of the boundaries of their of what their salary requires. Sure, social work, everything else, and right, uh, that's difficult. But I mean, and like I say, and that that becomes tricky. That definitely becomes tricky for me. I mean, I, I studied history in school, and it's like you know, it's it, to take religion out of something like social studies is ridiculous. Um, religion has shaped and and influenced cultures uh, to such high degrees all over the world. And, you know, to say that we can't talk about religion is ridiculous when you're looking at something like social studies. Um, right. Well, one know, of the first things we study is Greek mythology. Right. Right. And right. Isn't that, con- to, well, that was a religion, right? That was a pretty one time, religion right. for quite a long, quite a, quite a number of centuries, right? Right. Right. But I think, I think really discussing and having a, a kind of a communal understanding of religion and, and understanding each other and teaching about religion is probably much different, though, than prayer. Um, you know, I mean, that, that's worship as opposed to study, you know, um, and even there are even differences in that in religion. You know, I mean, you've got your, you know, as a Christian, a Christian's got their element of study and they've got their, their element of worship. Um, so I think that some of the argument is just to make sure that worship isn't necessarily part of that, that's state funded and whether that's for, you know, and, and you know, I, I agree. Every, every kid should have the freedom to pray to whoever they want to in school, and they do. Yeah, and, and uh, let's, let's just take let's just take a, a personal, you know, your personal experience growing up. I cannot remember mm-hmm. a single time. I went to public school my entire life. I don't remember a single time where a teacher walked in and said, "Let's pray." Let's bow our heads. Amen. Nope, never right happened. to Jesus. Right. I None agree. of it. Never right. happened. It never happened. So, what public school? Exactly. Where in what part of the country is doing that? Deep, deep part of the yeah. belt buckle of the I, Bible Belt yeah. somewhere. Maybe, but I don't it's even think there. Possible. Um, I'd say it's a pretty rare instance of something like that. I like I I think it's probable that there are places that are yeah, I mean, that I, I, um kind of secluded and backwards, and you know I, I think it's probably happened. I mean, in, in public school system, but they, I would I bet but I think. I would I would venture to say that in the public school system across the entire United States, it's probably very rare. Um, oh yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. And and I would I would I would re- re- prefer to use the word faith rather than religion because I, I 
I for, uh -huh. for some reason the word religion leaves a bad taste in my mouth, but uh, but faith in itself. Well, and that's a fair statement. No, I think that's and, and it's fair. And, then and, and we taking it even further when you say faith, it becomes more personal, and and uh, and and when you go to and, and you're a student at school practicing their faith, it's personal for them. If I'm praying before a test is 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 presented then it's my own faith and it's my own personal prayer. And it has nothing to do with what's with the curriculum or, or the, the government of the school. Um, right. And I think that if each, each individual held that within themselves, then I don't know if there would be much of an issue, but then people blow it out of proportion as, as Jerry is kind of pointing out and you guys as well. Uh Oh, sure. I mean, I'm sure that there are instances out there even when maybe a teacher or an administrator or something like that, you know, had a kid praying and they didn't understand the law. They didn't understand the Constitution, probably told the kid, hey, you can't do that here. And boy, would the press have a field day. With oh, that. yeah. And, you know, it'd be absolutely wrong. Of course, that kid has an individual right to do those things. Um, you know, whether that's I mean, that shouldn't it probably shouldn't be teacher led in any capacity. But like you say. It's, I can't think of a time that it's ever happened. And it's sort of like, you know, we, we kind of talk about this trolling and social media and everything else, right? I see people posting on there. They're trying to take the Pledge of Allegiance out of school. Right. How do we counter to take that? take the flag down. And we're trying to, and it's like, really? Because, I mean, I walk up and down the halls of a school all day. I, I see uh, pictures that, that third graders have posted on the wall outside in their classroom. And it's like, who's your hero? And it's like pictures of Jesus. And they say, Jesus is my hero. And nobody's taking that down. You know, uh, nobody's discrediting those kids. Nobody's saying you can't have your belief. Um, I've got kids, well, I mean, you know, in fifth grade who are walking, sitting there reading the Bible. Nobody's stopping them. I mean, granted, this is, you know, this is Missouri. Um, <laughs> you know, we're not talking about, I don't know what they do in Berkeley. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what they're doing in San Francisco. I mean, we're just a flyover but, state. Yeah. Well, as far as, as far as a lot of people are concerned. Yeah. We're also a bellwether. You know, yeah, we, or we were, we, we were. were. Pell McCain. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. think that was it? Well, yeah, because we, we voted for we actually that was one of the first presidents, and I the the year escapes me. The number of years escapes me, or the number of presidential mm -hmm. elections escapes right. me, where we, we did not pick the winner until that point. Mm -hmm. And we've just, you know, reality is Missouri's become a more red state. Um, and you know, I can see it where, where we come from, small town, Southern Missouri, you know, and it's, it's, it, it's much, um, it's a scarier place if, to be a liberal right now. Why is it scary? Yeah, than it used to be when we were growing up, it, like it's getting radical down there, man. Well, I think and I, I, yeah, these I, are people I that I love. People have been emboldened. Well, okay, let's well to... let's talk about it. Let's talk about radicalization, right? Because for the longest time, I've mm -hmm. heard, you know, conservatives are extremists. But here, here's the problem I have with that: is the fact that the I believe in the Constitution and everything in the Constitution, and the Constitution's written in a piece of paper and it's unaltered. How can my view now mm -hmm. be extremist? Considered extremist? Who moved? I didn't move. My belief okay. in the Constitution didn't I'm, change. Well, yeah, let's go back. Okay, to, I'm, gonna, what, I'm what, not saying this about you specifically. Mm -hmm. Well, no, no, no. Right. I'm, I'm using me as you well, know the straw man, I guess. Let's go back to your. So I'm gonna, let's go back to your observation of of your of, of the whatever I'd, area. I'd love to give you an of. example, real quick. Yeah, well, yeah. Go, go ahead. Okay, so I'm just pulling up, like going through 
Facebook, right? I got lots of family that are definitely, you know, riding the Trump train, very deep red area, right? Post from a family member. The youngest leader in the world leads India. He seems to be very smart. He deported all Muslims and burned down their mosque. <laughs> all right. And he's getting lots of thumbs ups on that. Mm. Right. From other family members. Mm-hmm. That breaks my heart and scares mm-hmm. the shit out of me. Yeah. You know, that, and that uh, guy, and, and you're right. And that guy is not a person I w- would identify with as a conservative. Oh, I don't not. identify with that. But, I mean, I, and here's why. There, and I stated earlier, here's why. He's waking up in the morning and he's trying to figure out how he can rid himself of who, what scares him versus just let people live, man. Yeah. Oh, no, I agree. But I mean, in that area, just to get a sample, I mean, there was, I remember that billboard that was out on, uh, what was it, uh, out on South 63 heading towards uh, Arkansas down there by Philly. They had a picture of like a cartoonized uh, Barack Obama with a turban on. Oh, yeah. Uh, the- yeah, and it's you know billboard right by the side of the road. Uh, yeah, some um, farmer put that. Didn't some farmer put that up on his property? Wasn't that? Yeah, yeah they took it down pretty uh, quick. Oh no, no, no! It's up there for quite some time. At that time, uh, he took it down. Money. He ran out of money eventually. What it was is just like for paying it for months, but but it was there for months. Hmm. Um, I used to yeah frequent drive down that area when I was doing construction work, and it was like yeah we saw it there every day. It was just like you know it's just. I mean, there is, I mean, I know a few people who are down there who are kind of left-leaning and, and, and talk to me on social media who kind of like some of the stuff that the articles I may share, whatever, just like, boy, you know, that really kind of, that article at the nail on the head, I could never share that. These are people who live in West Plainsburg. I could never share that because I have so many friends and family down here who would probably just disown me. And, it, you know, it, one gal told me this and she was like, you know, John, she said uh, uh, 10 years ago, I don't think that would have been the case. But somehow it's just, I mean, there's this, there's this kind of divisive thing that's going on. And like I say, I, I don't know if it's a right-left thing, um, but I think that there's definitely a tone kind of being set nationwide that people are kind of setting up camps. And they're saying, you know, we are in this camp, you are on that camp, you're either with us or against us, uh, you know, as George W. said um, famously, and, you know, I think he probably even regrets saying that. But uh, still, it's like it, it, there's become this division this kind of derisive attitude on both sides in a lot of cases. But, but I also think that there's, I mean, we got to admit that there's a lot of campaigns uh, that have been run just on that idea. I, uh, you know, the fear mongering. Yeah. I, uh, I think uh, fear on the right and left, but I mean, where, why are we, I guess that's kind of where I was coming from when I was thinking about this episode. It's like, it's, it's not so much pointing out or nitpicking or attacking or saying you're doing this, and we're doing this. It's like, why are we at this point just in an, as a nation, because when we really weren't, because you know, we, because of what we've been, what we see and what we've been told, you know, the news used to be an objective right. thing, and every day you can't turn on a TV. And I don't even watch news. I haven't watched news in years. Right? I don't watch CNN. I don't watch Fox. I just actually turned off all my feeds from on my phone because it's just so evil. It's so mean and hatred on both sides, and and they're trying. They're driving a wedge between the United between us because. Because when we're united, when we're together, when we when we can have these conversations, I just watched Hannity. And, and that's it. That's Hannity. I don't even. <laughs> that's all I do is Hannity. Right, but but this what you're this hate and vitriol that we're talking about, I don't believe is grassroots. I think no. it goes down to the very human nature of somebody somewhere said something about me, and I'm gonna you know I'm I am gonna hate that person. Well, they, and uh, they, they don't you don't appeal to the common man. You, you're just appealing to people's fears. 
and and both sides, like you said, and we've I think we've fully established, feed on that and drive that wedge between us because, you know, my all my own children came to me and they go mega, make America great again, and my own children said, when was America ever great? I I about flipped out. I'm like, are you <laughs> kidding me? Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, you, you read books like the 5000 year leap and the, and, the, and, the, and the great experiment that the United States was and, the, and the, 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 the trials and tribulation this country had to had to go through just to become a nation. Yeah, we made mis- mistakes. Right. But damn, we're trying our best to correct them. And you go anywhere in the planet right now and you you look around and is it better anywhere else? We're trying. We're doing our best. And because of that, we're be, we we're being attacked from within. We're rot. We're being rotting from within because of this divisive conversation. You cannot turn on the, you cannot turn on Bill Maher and you cannot turn on the night show without those guys attacking everything that I, as a conservative believe in, I believe in this country, you know, and I'm told I hate gay people and I'm told I hate lesbians and I'm told I hate transgenders. Really? I'm told I have a war on women. Really? I have daughters. I love my daughters. I want my daughters to be able to, to, to do anything that they want to do. And I've told them that from the day they were born, but somehow I hate women. Well, I, the core question, right. I, well, I mean, you can say the same. Oh, go ahead. Well, the, I was just going to say the core question I keep hearing reverberated in, in this conversation is why can't we have a difference of, of opinion yet and also still get along? And, and also yeah, still yeah. it used to happen it used to happen yeah well, well i look at it used to happen you know i mean I, reagan and tip o'neill were buds you know yeah i mean right well i look at well, look at this group that we have right here on this podcast i mean uh john you, i mean you're new to jerry and i but matt and 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 myself and jerry we we go pretty far back and yet we still go pretty far back and, and uh, we and obviously there's a difference between Matt's belief system and and uh, and Jerry and I's, and yet we still get along. Why can't that? Right. Why can't that expand? Why can't? Uh, and I'm sure it exists in other circles. Uh, right. And I, me personally, what I feel like, you know, what what's happening or the way to beat that? The only way I know to beat it is to start having these kinds of conversations. More. Yes. Well, and get to know people. And I mean, it's, it's like, it's been mentioned a few times, the boogie that, you know, the phrase, the boogeyman, that boogeyman factor, the unknown, uh, fearing things that we don't understand, fearing things that we don't know. I mean, I've always found probably when I, I've lived throughout a whole bunch of places in the, in the Midwest and, and things like that, I've probably seen the most of that kind of boogeyman mentality when I lived in areas that were isolated. Um, you know, like, like I've never seen, more racism in areas than I have that when say no minorities lived in that community. Um, and you would think it, you know, that if there was any smack of truth to it, it would be the opposite. You would think that if somebody lived in a community uh, full of minorities and they would be, you know, they'd say, well, look to this example, look to that example. But no, it was like most of the time that I saw it was in areas where people didn't know anybody. Uh, and they were just kind of uh, taught, you know, this boogeyman, this, the other, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that person you don't know, they're 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 after you. Uh, you know they're coming to get you, and, it, it, and people fear what they don't know, what they don't understand. They fear the unknown, and it, you know, and, and I think that's the thing. It's like it, if I wanted to stand aside and say, you know, I, I'm not going to have any any people that I care about if they were 
you know, if they were right leaning or anything else like that. I tell you what, living where I live, I wouldn't have many friends or family. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, over well over over probably three quarters of the people. But I, I also know. think that's part of yeah, you know but, where maybe we have an advantage, you and I, over um, somebody maybe who's a lot of other and isolated on the other end. Where you know, I, yeah, we're like we grew up exposed to that. Okay, these aren't evil people that are out to you know kill us. Right. Well, not all of them. Some well, of them might be. I don't know. Sure. But. When dealing <laughs> well, when dealing with people different with different belief systems, do you spend your time uh-huh. thinking, how can I convince them to think like me? Or do you spend, or do you think what, what kind of, where can I find common ground? Uh, or, or, well, I mean, I, I think that, well, I think, I think that, it, you know, like I say, when this kind of, when this kind of tidal wave of, of device in this kind of, and, and I think bringing up the fact that the, the media had a, a major influence on that 24 hour, the birth of 24 hour news, Having to find something to talk about, I, I think that was a really big part of it. But it, I think that now more and more people are getting to a point that they're just they have outrage fatigue. You know, we're we're done being uh, just angry at everybody. We're kind of realizing, you know, being at loggerheads with a bunch of people mm-hmm. isn't going to work. It's it's not going to help anything. That's and my hope. Defi- yeah, that's and my I mean, only hope for this country is that we we get sick right. of it. Yeah, and I mean it's kind of it's kind of where we led to this podcast, you know, or this episode. Just we're thinking, you know, it's like, a, well, you know, it, it's easy for anybody to stand on a tower, and uh, you know, the city on the hill, and just and, and bark down about, you know, but if you don't give anybody else the opportunity right. to talk, or you don't get, you know, and I, and I do think that you're still going to have, it's still going to take some time, absolutely, but it starts with things like this. I think it definitely starts with things like this. People being well, willing right. to have the conversation. And not to I make agree. ourselves. It, start, it starts with this, but it doesn't end with. As soon as you disagree with that person, you call them a racist, and that's where right. That's right. where the conversation always goes. Right. As soon as you disagree, you're a homophobe. Oh, you're you hate right. women, it, right? Sometimes that's, that's always well. That's how they're shutting down. They're shutting. That's down how it feels on your end. Our right? voice, right? exactly how it feels on my end. Right. For instance, right. I, and I, we're I, baby killers, right? right? And we're. <laughs> You know, that's, we want to kill babies and, sure. you know, take away... You're a cuck, you're a snowflake. Everything um, that I mean, matters to you. Ways. Right, well, one thing, I, the, the one line I draw is talking about a woman's reproductive process because I'm a white dude. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't see... Right. I have no say in the matter. To clarify, I think, there's a, I think that there's snowflakes on both sides. Uh, I mean... Sure. Absolutely, sure. there yeah. are. Yeah. Uh, All this little easily offended... Uh, people, yeah, but I mean, it's like, you know, I, I can remember, it's funny, I saw, and, and this is probably, it's more of a left-leaning meme, I know, but I, I saw this image, it's like, here's the uh, the congressional, oh, well, was it, the, uh, the Congressional Committee on Women's Health, and it showed all these dudes who were like 70 year old, years old and white, and, you know, they're all men, and it's like, you know, when would, when would we allow that, that it's like, you know, that we would have a, a, a Congressional Committee on Men's Health, and we would allow, like, a group of twenty women to serve. <laughs> well, I mean, well, right. just, we'll see, and, and that's that's unfair to our right. republic because those men were elected in their districts. That has nothing to do with the nation. We don't elect those members nationally, right? Every congressman that sits on that congressperson that sits in the hill, they're elected in their district, and so that's uh-huh. a district problem, not a national level problem. Now we can go into gerrymandering all we want, right? But still, right. It's yeah, it still, a it's a result of a republic, and we should not try to put that kind of prism on that. And I agree with the, the with the optics, right? The optics looked horrible. Right. 
fully like agree with you. Right. And as and, and if I was sitting on that committee as a congressman, the first words out of my mouth was, hey, I don't know. I have gone back to my constituents, specifically my female constituents and specifically the ones that elected me. And this is what they say. Right. I'm not you know, and that's the problem that they don't do. We, we elect these people to Congress I, and we elect them to Senate and all of a sudden they become experts. I don't have estrogen. Sure. Well, binders full of women. <laughs> so that can be helpful. Right. Right. Exactly. I'm like, hey, <laughs> my constituent, Sally Jones, says, you know, these are the things mm-hmm. right that she's concerned with. And. and yeah, abortion is just so far out of my wheelhouse. I mean, I've got my my opinions I, on it, but I, you know, whatever, right? <laughs> I, I, I just they, well, stay yeah, out and I it. think I think in my in my wheelhouse that, that they should be just that. They should be just opinions, um, you know. And it's it's Again, almost seems right. to me, and it's kind of a radical idea, but it's like it's almost should be a thing that, in my idea, it's like a, you know, maybe I should get like ten percent of a vote on that. Uh, maybe you're you know, start waiting for votes. Start waiting for votes. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Like, okay, well, eighty women get to vote on this, and twenty dudes, and right. uh, whatever they say. All right, I'm cool. Well, with that. you know, then we're right back to gender politics and identity politics, right? Why don't we just leave people alone and get it out? It doesn't need to be solved at con- at a federal level. It's not. It's a personal. Right. It's a goes back to being a personal freedom, and. Damn it, that's what this country's about. But yet we keep trying to restrict our behaviors on both sides, right? Yeah, yeah. That's where that I think I think I think we're getting close to kind of what the problem is, right? Is we're trying to we're trying to control at a federal you know place in Washington D.C. We're trying to control every living human being in this country, yeah. and that's not what we were founded on. Well, I mean, and it also comes down to the thing that just kind of weirds me out about that element is, I know that's true, but it's it's almost like a a an exhausted way to look at it and say, you know what, I you know, especially with the two party system, and then you start questioning the two party system, you're like, you know, this isn't where there's no way that people have just like a fifty fifty black and white view of the way that this country works. We should have more, you know, we should have more third party candidates. We should have more. But then it's also like, you know, it was in question, you, you go down that road and it comes to this dark, like, well, does a presidency even work? I mean, uh, you know, it's like Joe Rogan famously had this bit. He's like, you know, he's like, if Thomas Jefferson came back from the dead and was like, dude, you guys didn't change anything. Like, I wrote that shit with a feather <laughs> <laughs> in the dark. Well, right. And, and so but the problem is I don't want the solution to be indicative of the of the symptoms. Right, because right. you're talking about multiple party systems, right? And 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 you've got to check your history on what what lead, what multi party systems and what chaos that breeds. Oh yeah, right? absolutely. What it what it really is is more local control. Mm-hmm. If we, if they've taken the federal government has taken its taken too much control over our daily lives, right? And I won't go into, you know, all the different bureaucracies that are out there, but damn, there's a lot of them that they're extra constitutional. They don't have that. The federal government doesn't have that power. And if we could bring back, we talked about schools. If we could bring back local control of our schools, man, we could solve a lot of problems, right? Because if community A wants to have prayer in school and there and, and community A votes on, hey, we want prayer in school. Great. You got it. And community B doesn't, they don't need it, right? It doesn't need to be a federal debate and you can't. You can't homogenize, and we that's where it's been thrown out a little bit. 
our mm -hmm. system of government because we are such a device, a diverse nation. Right. Well, and I think, it, and, and that also kind of becomes problematic because it's like, well, it, I mean, and that's sort of the libertarian ideal. And I'm on board with a lot of those things, but then it comes down to like, you know, okay, let's only tax me for what I use. Let's, let's only, uh, you know, you know, it, it comes down to social structure and things like, you know, how do you think that affects things like, like infrastructure though? It's like, you know, we all need a highway system. Uh, we, you know, we can't have a passport state to state. Uh, I'm saying when you go further down that path, when you're talking about individual freedom. And you, well, that's, you no, know, that's what the Commerce Clause is for. The Commerce right. Clause in the Constitution dictates interstate exchange, right? Mm -hmm. That That's what the federal government's there for. The states take care of everything inside their state. Inside that state, there are right. state lines. And when you cross that and you start interacting with other states, that's the federal government's job, right? They, they step in and they make sure that there's fair trade and there's, there's commerce. That's what the 14th Amendment's about. Equal Protection Clause, right? All these things are there in the Constitution. We already have the system. Let's just use it and bring back some of that control back out of Washington. And then the, the, when you talk about the taxes stuff, hey, Missouri, I pay my taxes, right? Uh, and, right. and But then you start talking about what should the government be taxing us for? What, sh what programs should they be doing? You talk about well, exactly. roads. Number one, mm -hmm. they should be building roads, <laughs> right? right? That's what well, they should be. Yeah, I mean, I mean state, state law in general, uh, you know, yeah, I mean uh, – Amazon also an Amazon, you know, getting away with paying zero dollars in taxes. Uh, you've got a lot of issues where it just there are things where people are going to slip in. There's always going to be people who take advantage of this this wide base of control of this federal but, level. But why? But, but wait, why is Amazon paying zero in taxes? Because the tax system That's allows. Because Amazon has all the money. Because right. Because the tax system. The tax because system Amazon allows. Because the tax system is so freaking bloated. Dude. It's bigger than the Bible. So That's, right. But I mean, it, it is. But it, it, there's no there's no ass to back it up though. If if nobody's really paying, you know, if you got companies like that who aren't paying a fair share, um, and I mean, you know, I know that's a a dirty term to say fair share of taxes. No, no, no. It's but not. I mean, a, it's not a dirty term. Damn it, you earn income. Yeah. You better damn it. Well, damn well, being paying taxes, right? I sure. freaking I sold two houses this year. I'm freaking paying taxes, right? Uh huh. So yep. Amazon, I use them practically every day. They're at my front door. <laughs> I'm not sure. kidding, right? And but yet oh, they, the they pay no yeah. taxes. That's ridiculous, right? It is ridiculous. And I mean, but, but I mean, it's it's because sort of the the system is set up that way to allow it. I mean, yeah, are they breaking any right. laws? No, and that's a problem. It probably is a problem. Hmm. I mean, uh, you got to admit. I mean, even when uh, you know. You can say the same thing, though. I mean, going back throughout history, and, right? And Jim Crow era, and saying, "Well, were they breaking any well, laws?" It's like, no, no I, it was pretty. But are they being ethical? I, that's what the know, I didn't get to, is, right? And that's no. where we. No, so the the tax laws. We agree that the tax laws should change to to, or or. I guess I'm, I'm I, I missed the point a little bit in that if Amazon is legally able to do it right now, that uh -huh. then. Uh, and I get what you're saying about the Jim Crow thing, but uh, the right. the if, if the tax laws allow for it and it's not illegal, then why shouldn't they do it? I mean, it's to their advantage. Oh, yeah. They're, they're going to do it. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're going to do it. I mean, probably, like Matt said, it, it's an ethical thing that they shouldn't, but, but ethics don't control lawyers. They don't control accountants. Well, let's right. take the new and that's where it comes down. Let's take the New York. You know, it's whoever has the most money wins. 
Mm-hmm. Right. If you take the New York example, what happened in 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 with them not establishing themselves in New York because of of whatever happened up there? Is it a good thing that that they did not because of because the, the, the they're not going to pay any taxes, or is it a, is or are we missing out? Is New York missing out on a lot of uh, jobs that would have been established up there? A lot of income, a lot of salary. Uh, uh, and all the benefits yeah. that go along with that from getting the breaks, yeah, case study, right? the breaks on either side. Right. So who, who wins and who loses in that situation? Amazon doesn't lose. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely an aggregate pool that we need to look at and say, okay, you know, and I think that, that the right and the left are both kind of um, mis misconstrue a lot of this. You know, when we look at pork and in, in the budget and, and we look at shit like this, like a lot of people don't look at the fact that it's like, okay, there's an uncharted or, or an undocumented uh, amount of money that's just made out of the uh, uh, human resource, you know, just people having jobs, just people paying their bills that aren't going into debt. Um, you know, and, and granted, these job creators, you know, as they say, are, are, are creating that. But, you know, it's also when you look at some companies like Walmart, for example, who you know, have the highest number and granted, I mean, there's a lot of metrics to look at there. They're also one of the biggest employers in the United States, the biggest employer in the United States last time I checked. And it's like, uh, right. but why should they have such a disproportionate number of people on welfare? Um, as a result, I mean, we've got uh, here in Columbia, as a matter of fact, the Walmart family lives here. We you can go see their ranch and drive by it every day. It's just um, the, and I'm not saying that, that their family hasn't earned it, but, you know, it's just like, it, it makes you wonder why, you know. But they haven't worked any harder for it than a lot of people have worked in their life that had much, 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 much less to show. Right. Well, it's true. And I mean, yeah. opportunity is certainly a part of that. Um, uh, getting yourself out there is certainly a part of that. Marketing is certainly a part of that. Like I said, there's a lot of metrics to look at. But I just, I mean, I, mean, I don't think we should, if... If creating that sort of, if being that job creator comes at a cost of a big socioeconomic cost for the rest of the country, putting a lot of people on welfare, um, you know, using a lot of like resources, you know, screwing other countries out of uh, child labor and and everything else like that. It's like, how much of a benefit, you know, you got to do a cost benefit analysis at some point. And I don't think that we're really in a position to say how much Amazon has really helped versus oh, I, how much they've yeah, hurt. No, I, I'm not. I don't think we really know. I don't know anybody they've ever lifted out of poverty. I know I know firsthand. Well, I know, okay, secondhand. that somebody that was security guard that worked at Amazon and, and how they treat those workers there. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't even give them heat in the winter. Right. They say robots don't need heat or air conditioning. Right. Uh-huh. So is that a single person? Is that, you know, is that, what's his name? Not Jeff Bezos, is it? Is that Jeff Bezos? Yeah, yeah, Bezos. Yeah, Bezos, Jeff Bezos, Bezos right? yeah, is that Jeff Bezos saying that? Or is that somewhere in the collective saying that? Right. Is that is that Jeff Bezos paying, uh, an, an, you know, uh, somebody who did analytics and, right. you know, said, all right, you, wor- you worry about this. I'm going to go to Rio. Right. Um, I'm going to figure out. You I'm going to go dock with the this. space station. Right. So, right, right. So I don't know. Well, hang, I mean, yeah, hang out, but, hang out with but, Elon Musk. Right, but if you're the Walmart <laughs> right. family and you're looking at your employees, I don't know, man. I'm I'm too much of it. I have too much empathy for people. You know, if I'm Walmart and I'm like, I got you're I go I got how many people on welfare? 
that work for me? Mm-hmm. Well, we got to fix that. Yes. I mean, that's just human nature. But if you want you disconnect and let me give you a story, a little, it's quick, right? Sure. I worked for DST. I worked for DST for six, seven years, seven years. I took a one year hiatus, came back for a year. DST was just purchased by a company called SSNC out of, out of Hartford, Connecticut. We went to a town hall meeting and the new chair there, SSNC, CEO, whatever you wanted, some C-level guy, mm-hmm. brought up a PowerPoint that said, people are fungible. What does that mean? Man, your pet dog ain't fungible. Fungible means you can replace it without being noticed. If you had $5 and I took $5 from you and gave you a different $5, you would not know the difference. That's fungibility. That's fungible. That's in my wife. They said people are fungible. Now, so if that is at that level of of the industry, right, uh, if that's the way those people think, it's no wonder we're, where we're at with Amazons and the Walmarts and all these other big corporations because they see us as just replaceable parts. Right. Just that those that you, you don't want to work for $4 an hour or whatever the minimum wage is. Yeah. Right. You don't want to work for minimum wage. There's 20 people behind you that'll do it. Unskilled. Right. So when my wife says, I'm, but I'm a, I'm an application programmer. I'm an architect, software engineer. So if I'm, you just can't go find somebody and replace when me. When my wife says I am I mean, fungible, that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. <laughs> wow. I, I guess I it depends on the context. Things. I don't know. I rethink. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you need to go reevaluate your life. 